This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by the home edition version of Silly Talks About Science Fiction. Complete with plush dolls of Jeff and Kristen. Dogs barking in the background. And a recording device. Coming soon to a store not near you. Yep, nope. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a silly science fiction comedy book series called Prison Prison Dad. Dad. Yay! With Les Gum and his gang of wacky friends. And adventures. Adventures in sci-fi. Right, exactly. So there's like five books or something, I don't know. Yeah, lots. We just keep putting them out. Now Jeff's making a game. Yeah, making Prison Dad the video game. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so. Today we're going to talk about some fun movies that are related. And tributes. Yep, to my favorite franchise, Star Wars. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be comparing and contrasting uh, fanboys and Spaceballs. Yeah. Now, it was actually a long time since I saw Spaceballs. Yeah, I saw it more recently than you did, but it had been a while since I watched, like, the whole thing. I felt like I was a teenager since I saw Spaceballs, because I forgot a lot of the jokes, especially in the beginning. i say the first half an hour, I was like, it was like watching it for the first time. <laughs> My sister always liked Spaceballs more than Star Wars, so nah. I watched yeah. it more. I think Ange, too. <laughs> I guess if you're not in the in the market for a, you know, a whole trilogy of stories and you could just watch one silly 90 minute comedy yeah i guess and you know the thing with Spaceballs is, it, is that with both these movies it is an original story you know for a spoof oh, yeah. movie such as Spaceballs, but really you know it's its own thing because yeah like dark helmet isn't anybody's father it's no just somebody's former roommates best friends uncles cousin <laughs> like and what, what about what you said with... President Scrooge oh. is, is trying to get air right. for his people, so he wants to steal it from Druidia? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. she's Druish. Right, she's Druish. Um, and the the Druish king has like a force field around his planet to keep the air safe. But you can they can use their ship to suck it out. Yeah, because their ship is... to blow. <laughs> the ah. ship's actually a giant transformer... Yeah, so it makes fun of Transformers, it Alien. makes fun of Planet of the Apes, uh-huh. it makes fun of Aliens, it makes fun of Star Trek. So it is primarily, I think, supposed to be about Star Wars, but it really isn't the same story. It's like about. 96% Star Wars spoof. Right. Then 1% Star Trek, 1% Planet of the Apes, 1% yeah, Alien. Lots of other silly yeah. things, yeah. Just some jokes thrown in there, but... <laughs> Basically, if you haven't seen it in a long time, it's this Jewish princess that skips out on her wedding to Jim J. Bullock, who's yeah, really J. famous Bullock. for just being in the Hollywood Square. I'll take Jim J. Bullock for the win. Yeah, no, no, nope. you won't. <laughs> and she uh, is played by Daphne Zuniga, and then she tries to run away, um, but she ends up getting pulled on. Rescued to, by Bill Pullman and John Candy. Right, from Dark Helmet. Yeah. Exactly. Who has like a crush on her. We're, we're assuming that you've seen the movie though, though going into this. So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, on the flip side though is fanboys. Now fanboys, um, I read about this movie for years before it came out, mm-hmm. and you know this was like, um, and you know it turned out in, in the long run. I was actually reading about the short film, and not so much the you know the 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 actual movie. It has a great cast. You know 
the concept fanboys is that you have all the references and the similarities is happening in their life, and they're just trying to. This group of friends has a one of their uh, one of the members of the group is dying of cancer, right? That's and they right. decide to drive across the country to try to steal a copy of episode one before right, it comes out. It hasn't so, come out yet. Yeah. yeah. So this movie came out in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and it took place in nineteen ninety nine. Right. Like six months before Phantom Menace came out. Right. Yeah. Phantom Menace. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's the slapstick elements in both. Yeah, like in Spaceballs, um, Barf's tail, like, knocks into people and goes up people's skirts, skirts and things like that. In the diner, yeah. And uh, President Scrooge is always doing goofy things and being caught with his pants down or his body switched backwards because of the... What about when Rick Moranis was playing with the, um, the the dolls? I love that scene, and he's like, "Oh, oh, your helmet is so big!" And then the guy comes in, <laughs> he's like, "He's like, dog helmet." And he's like, "What? What? I'm not doing anything." It's like I saw you playing with your dolls, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, and the whole scene when the um, ships go in to self-destruct, and they're trying to get into the escape pods, and then the bears and the one and President Scrooge tries to go in. <laughs> uses the bear's hands as like a seatbelt <laughs> and then the bear scares him out and then they all end up like crashing on the planet with with the ship mm-hmm. and coming out of its nose right mm, it's pretty silly now fanboys has has you know a, a lot of elements to their you know slap slap stickery but it was so, it's so funny looking at like the technology thing because you know when that came out in 2009 like we all had high speed dinner now already but you know, Windows is going, he's going to look to, uh, he's looking for like a phone jack that he can get online and talk to his online oh, girlfriend. Yeah. He's like on IM or something with her, like, and anybody like, even uses that anymore. AOL. Yep. I use, I use Instant Messenger. Oh yeah, you do. We, we do you at do. work. Yeah. We have Skype at work, but I always put it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, because you don't want to be disturbed. <clears throat> Basically. Do people disturb you? Yeah, they try to. Nah! <laughs> uh, there's lo- lots of shots of Star Trek though in fanboys though, where they're kind of Star Trek compliments in Spaceballs. In, in yeah. fanboys, you know, they-, they they go to Kirk's birth town and find a very makeup heavy Seth Rogen. Who yeah. I didn't even- I've seen the movie like t- twenty times, and Kristen pointed out to me last time it was Seth Rogen. I didn't even like realize <laughs> it was him. Because he has, like, weird buck teeth, and they made him look like a whole nerd and everything. He has three... Seth Rogen has three roles in the movie. Yeah, he does. And what's weird about that is that he's... Seth Rogen, like, always plays himself. Like, in Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared and and all those... You know, going back that far to, um, you know, 40-year-old version, he always plays himself. So he was actually playing a different character. Yeah, Which was weird. It is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I never knew it was him. (laughs) (laughs) So you got like, um, you know, that that shot at Star Trek. Then they go to the Star Trek convention because they need to get the plans from William Shatner. And yeah, Shatner. You hear him like beam down first. Like, yeah, I like how Shatner was in it. I like how Carrie Fisher was in it too. And she Billy did. D. Williams. Yeah, and Billy D. Williams. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun movie. Um, so folks, you know, as much as like Spaceballs is a, you know. Uh, a parody. Fanboys right. is kind of an homage. 
Yeah, exactly. Because because Spaceballs is its own story, but it's kind of set up to be like Star Wars. Right. But, the ridiculous, I mean, ridiculous long ship in the beginning. Yeah, you the know, long like, ship, the dog, the, the mog that's half dog, half man, <laughs> getting into trouble and like just making fun of, you know, the Schwartz instead of the Force and making fun of lightsabers and everything like that. And, uh, you know, making fun of just space technology, like the guy that when they jam the radars and it's like actually they throw jam at it (laughs) um yeah whereas fanboys is just uh, people in the real world who just happen to love star wars like we like i do and you know just sort of living normal lives but being huge fans and being kind of obsessed the movies did come out 22 years apart the space balls came out in 87 and uh fanboys in 2009 Right. That's cool. I love the stabs at all the merchandise in Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because one of the things everybody knows about Star Wars is that part of the reason why George Lucas was so successful is because he's one of the first people that came up with doing merchandising along with a film. So he had toys and, and he had, you know, sheets and nightlights and clothes and all kinds of things that were licensed from the Star Wars characters. Um, and that really hadn't been done before that. So, uh, which was awesome for me because I was a little kid, obviously, when it came out. So I had my Star Wars sheets, Star Wars clothes, all the action figures, which got lost when I moved to Allentown, which really sucked. Um, you know, but I loved playing with that stuff when I was a kid. It was super fun. It's amazing, though. Even still today, like, Target has a Star Wars aisle. You go As down the it aisle. Should. It's <laughs> so much fun. I go there with Logan. And we go down the Star Wars aisle, and we go to the next aisle, and there's still a couple Star Wars thing in the, in the next aisle. There's well, a giant ATAT with its head moving back and forth. And there was a girl, like teenage girl, called it an at at. My three year old went up to her and said, "No, it's an ATAT." How awesome was that? Mm. That's like proud papa moment. I still call them at at. Ah! <laughs> so what do you call ATSTs? Nothing. <laughs> anyway. No, Logan's a super cool kid. At one um, point in Spaceballs, they wanted to find out what was going to happen, so they actually started watching the Spaceballs the movie. Yeah, and they like, had to rewind it. Oh, that was funny. It's a very silly movie. Well, it's Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks is one of my favorites, because I, I love Young Frankenstein, too. Like, I just think... Like, he just has this way of, like, making things really goofy and silly so that you can watch them over and over again and the jokes don't get old. And you'll notice something new every time. Yeah. Not every not every comedy director, I feel like, can do that. Because there's a lot of comedy movies that I've seen, like, once, and then I try to watch it again, and I'm like, meh. And sometimes the jokes get old, so, like, yeah. you know, a good comparison with that would be, like, how many times you can watch Anchorman? And how many oh, times you can watch... Anchorman and Step Brothers. So I how many Brothers all times time. you can watch Anchorman 2 is no, not nope. as not many. As the only reason why you can watch Anchorman 2 is that there's three versions of the movie. That's true. And you can be like, what? which one did that happen in again? I still would rather watch Anchorman 2 than Zoolander 2, though. Ugh. Zoolander 2 is, like, not funny at all. All right, so let's go through the cast of... Uh, the two movies and talk about how awesome the cast are in both movies. Yeah. So we'll start with Spaceballs. So is older. You know, Mel Brooks, obviously, he plays, not only does he play Screw, but he plays the wise Schwartzmaster Yogurt. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're both great characters in their own right. Yogurt's kind of like a mystic, you know, a little, with like a little Jewish mysticism type thing going on. He's like on painted with him. gold. Yeah, he's painted gold. He's like a little dude. He's got statues of himself all over the place. <laughs> 
and President Scrooge is just like a pervy jerk, an idiot. Like I keep laughing about that one part whenever <laughs> they're like, "What's the code to like get the air out of the yeah. planet?" And he's like, "One, two, three, four, five. And Rick Moranis is like. One, two, three, four, five. That sounds like the code an idiot would use on their luggage. And then President Scream comes in and he's like, one, two, three, four, five. That's the code I have in my luggage. Uh. <laughs> he's just like like the classic like bumbling idiot. Right. Yeah. He's also like really corrupt and evil because he's like trying to boink his secretaries and trying to steal air from Druidia. Like, yeah. so, but it's fun to laugh at him. Uh. The late John Candy. I love John Candy. I feel like he had such a big heart. Anytime he's in anything, I just want to give him a hug. And he's awesome as Barf the Mog, you know, who is a sidekick to um, the Han Solo slash Luke Skywalker character. Um, Portrayed by the awesome Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, president from Independence Day, is the only thing I ever really think of. um, Yep, and he was in... While you were sleeping, and a bunch of other rom coms. Right, exactly. Which uh, Jeff hates rom coms, so he wouldn't know anything about that. Nah. <laughs> but he plays Lone Star. So oh uh, we got some Joan Rivers. Yeah, she was great as Dot Matrix. Obviously, she wasn't in the suit for Dot Matrix, no. which is different than um, the gentleman who plays C3PO. Lorraine Yarnell Jansen was in the suit. Look at that. Look at that. And we had uh, John Hurt making a little cameo there, having the, with the alien ripping out of his stomach after they eat at the diner. And then everybody else wants to leave. And Jim J. Bullock, as we mentioned before, is Prince Valium. I think this was like probably the only role that he's famous for. I don't Although, think he had any he lines. Like, he was like on some TV show or something, too. Yeah, on some 80s. like... Um... But, he, but he was definitely on Hollywood Squares like every single time. <laughs> <laughs> We also have Daphne Zuniga and Rick Moranis, who's just awesome. Like, again, Rick Moranis, I think, is just such a good, kind person. and But he's so silly. Because like, good is dumb. Yeah, like, he's just... <laughs> he's just kind of, like, sweet and goofy and, like, innocent. Like, even when he's trying to be menacing, like, it's just so silly. Going back to the scene where he's playing with the dolls, though. That's, I just love that part. So it's so funny, because he's just like... Like he's just so into it. You look in his eyes, he's, he's just like, like so into playing with the dolls. Like, like he's been like doing this behind the closed doors anyway. No, he has. Like, he gets and all embarrassed a... when he gets caught. Like, somebody jacking off and their mom walks in. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years later, he retires from acting, though. You know? Like, and his wife and, and goes and beats a, yeah, a full time dad. And we should take that moment to note that Spaceballs 2 was just a joke somebody played yeah. because they say Spaceballs 2 the quest for more cash in this movie <laughs> and someone made that poster and put it in the New York subway system <laughs> and y'all bought into it well anyway Mel Brooks is 90 yeah he and he's but you know what he had a wonderful career and maybe he'll do one or two more small things but more than likely he's just hanging out in Florida somewhere enjoying yeah. like a cocktail and hanging out he's probably in Arizona I see him as more of the Arizona yeah, maybe the dry heat yeah. no humidity just relaxing chilling yeah. out uh-huh Max and relaxing all he's probably time. still really silly oh I'm sure he is I would love to have like a cup of coffee with him for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just sort of see what his take on the world is. I need is to at feel like point. unfunny. Like, you know, yeah. you, you like gotta hit bottom before you like. I know. Go. 
I would like to hang out with Ben Stiller's parents, too. <laughs> but not, not him. <laughs> yeah, not him. Unfortunately, I used to think Ben Stiller was awesome, but... Uh, well, I still think he's funny sometimes, but I feel like he's got some issues to work out. Maybe he'll get better when he gets older. Right. Stop taking himself so seriously. All right, so the, the cast anyway. for uh, fan... Yeah, switching, switching gears Switching here. gears. Cast Sam for Huntington, who's just awesome. Sam Huntington, you'll know from being human. Yes, yeah. he's so cute as Josh. He was our... Yeah, he was the... Dan the wolf. Fogler, who's just a weird kind of goofy This guy. was, like, his best role. He's on, uh, he's on a bunch of He kind of, of reminds stuff. me of, like, a young version of the guy that played... He was um, Hutch, by the way. Oh, yeah, Hutch, sorry. Uh... Of the guy that played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds, who is now in like all these sci-fi things all the time. Like, yes, he's on Supernatural. That's a, I think it, I think of him from uh, Balls of Fury. That was where I really uh, really yeah. think of him for. He's done a lot of voiceover stuff. Good luck, Chuck. Oh my god, that movie. Um. Yeah. Lots of. He's in Kung Fu Panda. A lot of failed TV shows, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda is like what he's like known for. Right. 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 But yeah, he's um he's funny. Uh, he, uh, that's right. He was Kowalski in Fantastic Beasts. That's oh, his yeah, new thing. Yeah, so he was right. like the main. So good for him. Right. Like, yeah. You know, good for him. I love that. I'm movie. like scroll this. I'm like, there's something I want to talk about with him. Yeah. So that you know that was it's very different than Hutch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Kowalski like playing a sweet. Kind he's playing the the Muggle Baker guy. Yeah. That's tangled up with the magicians instead of being like. Some kind of weird, kind of creepy, gross guy. Well, he worked in the like, factory. Yeah. And he. But he wanted to be a baker. Yes. Then when, yeah. But in Fanboys, he's kind of, like, a little bit creepy. He's over-the-top awesome. Yeah, all right, fine. He's pretty funny, but he, you know, he kind of likes taking his shirt off a lot and... For sure. Talking about jacking it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Jay, Jay Barrichel yeah. is obviously on one of Jeff's other favorite shows. Man Seeking Woman is my favorite show, and the yeah, second episode show. just aired, and it's... Oh, it's that show is so good. And he was so cute in um, Tropic Thunder. Second episode, season three, I should say. Tropic Thunder is great that. in. And also, um, this is the end. This is the end. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is an awesome movie. And um, Kristen Bell, who's delightful, and I love that she's like portrays a Star Wars fan. Girl. And if you've never seen this, Kristen Bell wears the Slave Leia costume yeah, at the end so of the movie. That turns you on, you know. <laughs> it's funny because if you go, you know, when doing some research looking for some other things to talk about with this go if you go to the imdb page there's just some dude that says Kristen bell in slave leia costume and he just like copy and pasted it like 10 times nah. in the got christopher mcdonald who is also in happy gilmore he's like my arch nemesis right he plays like um jo- uh wait what's his name in the sam's dad but his name's not sam in this eric Eric's he plays dad. the car dealer guy. Yeah, the car dealer guy, and he has, like, a really horrible, like, Donald Trump tan. Eh, like, yeah, he does. Orangey tan. Obviously, we talked about Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen plays in this, people. too. And also, our buddy from Last Man on Earth is one of the guards at the Skywalker Ranch in the end. So is uh, Kenny Powers right, himself. Kenny Powers, too. Whatever his name is. I'm and Billy Dee Williams names. is in it. Oh, Joe Latriglio from Brooklyn Nine-Nine yep. plays a cop. Yep. Kevin Smith is in it. And Jason yeah. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. They, they pop up. For like two seconds. How could they not? Ethan Supley from mm-hmm. uh, lots of stuff. Right. And Shatner and Carrie Fisher. Oh, Craig Robinson. That's the one I was thinking of. Craig, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. He's one of the guards of the Skywalker Ranch, too. It's Will Forte. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot about a lot of that. Because all those scenes at the end were reshot. Oh, like they were, yeah, like Lucas like saw the movie and he wanted to actually have them like 
Yeah, re- reshoot. Yeah. The, the I think George Lucas is just a really So they probably gave him person. some money, and, you know, they got three kind of known, you know, Craig Robinson, Will Forte, and... Um, yeah. And I think I it's think great that he, yeah. um, you know, he really s- loves his fans, and he tries to... Do you think so? Who, Lucas? Yeah, I think he does. I really? Because really what does. I've heard about Lucas is that he doesn't, like, take other people's... Opinions that Danny McBride. Why couldn't I think Danny McBride? Hey, Peter Mayhew's in there too. Oh yeah, and you know that it's uncredited. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him. I thought Anthony Daniels was in it too, but I didn't see his name here anywhere. Yeah, I swore yeah. he was in it. If you go to like Anthony Daniels' IMDb page, he's seriously only um he's like only ever been like three PO. In like a million well, different he, things. It's <laughs> like so awesome. Like that's a, you yeah. can stamp your career. His whole with. entire like career is just three PO. Right. But anyway, there's a lot of great people in both movies. And there's grown men playing with toys in both movies. Yeah, there are. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to see that? That's a fun time. Fanboys um, has heart though. Yeah, fanboys is more of like a real life story about people struggling with growing up and losing a friend. And figuring their lives out. So it's very relatable. Yeah, it definitely has a heart. It has, like, a full story that's going on besides just the Star Wars tie-ins. Spaceballs is just silly. I mean, I guess there's kind of a moral to it, maybe. Not really. They, not really. I mean, it's really, like, kind of a love story, I guess, at the end of the day. My Schwartz like is tangled moves. with your Schwartz. Oh, my. But it's not really meant to... I don't know. I don't really think of Spaceballs as being like a heartwarming no. like, family movie. I think it's more like a comedy and maybe like a romantic comedy. <laughs> if you had to pick one, though, if you had to pick Fanboys or Spaceballs, which one would you pick? Um, I feel like I could probably, I think I probably would watch, I think I would probably end up watching Spaceballs more than Fanboys, but I like them both. Fanboys just because it's a little sad, you know? I'd pick Fanboys over Spaceballs. That's fair. I feel like Fanboys has that wide range of emotions, and you could watch it in any mood. Yeah, and I love the characters. I mean, like, they just feel like my friends. So, it is, they're both great movies. I don't, I don't mean that I really think one is no, much I know. better than the other, but no. I was just thinking, like... But if you had to pick. If I was flipping if you had channels, to. and it was like Saturday head. night, and a Trump I was gun. like... Ah, that's too real. <laughs> um, but they're both they're both great. They're both fun in totally different ways. Like I said, cause one is like a parody. So if you're trying to watch a movie about people in space, like having space battles, you want to watch Spaceballs. But if you want to watch a movie about like people living their lives, watch Fanboys. Fanboys has. You know, the, the great closing line, too, which I'm assuming you've seen the movie, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, where they, they go to the theater to see episode one, and he just turns to, and looks straight in the camera and says, what if it sucks? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like, yeah, we said that, like, before we saw Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah, but and, they didn't. No, and we should really talk about a couple things here, though. We should talk about the the shield that surrounds Druidia and the shield that surrounds Scarif in Rogue One. Yeah, so I just feel like this shield in that surrounds Eurydia just makes more sense. <laughs> like it's got a little escape patchy, you know. So you know, so the, the, get in and out. Yeah, so you can do the same thing with, with Scarif. 
It's protected by a password, so you don't have to have, like, a bunch of ships that get A destroyed. million TIE fighters? Yeah, when people try to attack it. It's like, either you know the password or you don't. You're gonna get in or you're not. That's it. Well, the, the first crew had his password. Yeah, that's true. But the, you could only It was get an old code, but it checks time. out. Yeah. It's true. It's you true. Bodhi getting everybody on the planet. Because he used to fly for the Empire. The other thing I would like to talk about with this movie, with with fanboys, though, is uh, there's just some intense hatred of Trekkies in it. Now, yeah. as a Trekkie myself, but I, I like both, both, you know, both genres, not genres, both franchises. Mm-hmm. I just like Star Trek a little better. But it's kind of funny. If you go back and listen to our Star Wars for Star Trek podcast, like our 10th podcast we ever did... What's funny about it is, I even said on there that I felt that after episode one came out, a lot of my friends were like, oh yeah, well we're Trekkies too, we just never told you, because it was actually like, like Star Wars, but then Jar Jar Binks came along, and everybody liked Star Trek again all of a sudden. Mm, I never played favorites like that, but, you know... No, only within the last couple of years, you Well, my dad around. loved Star Trek. Yeah. And it just never was my jam. But, again, I don't have issues with it. When I've watched episodes to. of it, I'm like... Well, yeah, I used to get ornery about it because I liked Star Wars better and I didn't like people getting confused. <laughs> people did. People legitimately used to not know the difference between those two things. And they'd like, you know. Logan came down from NAP the other week and I had like a BBC had a marathon of like original series episodes on. He goes, what's this? I said Star Trek. He goes, Star Wars? I'm like, no, I'll explain to you when you're older. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if little kids can really watch Star Trek because it's a little racy, but. It's fun. But yeah, they totally do, like, take the piss out of Star Trek fans. Meh. Star Wars fan- fans. A couple I, times, too. I think too. when I was younger, yeah, I was, like, more vehemently Starts against a big fight. Star Trek and and also Lord of the Rings. I used to, like, tease you guys for, you and Ryan, for liking it. But, um... That's because you would be like, Dildo Baggins! I know, because it was fun seeing Dildo Baggins! <laughs> but, um, I'm over that now. I I think everything can peacefully coexist. And, you know, you can have your enjoy different things for different reasons. You know, I like the whole mythology of Star Wars and that it's like you know such an epic tale, like Harry Potter. I love that. That's that's my joint. But Star Trek is great about being being open to different cultures. You know, yeah. it opened a lot of windows for uh-huh. people being more open to change and right. accepting differences and. You know. And Star Wars had Lando, I get it, yeah. Yep. Just kidding. I know, token. Token. J.K. Rowling. Um, J.K. Rowling did not have tokens. She definitely had a lot of characters from different backgrounds in her stories, which is amazing, (laughs) and I love her so much. But anyway, um, yeah. So fanboys, you know, made fun of Star Trek a whole bunch, and Spaceballs just kind of had some homages to it, like the the um me up type yeah. thing transported to the next room to the next room and then it still like did it wrong so that his body was on backwards ah, what you gonna tell me my ass was this big and then he's like scratching it now <laughs> but that's never happens on star trek like i wonder what like there's transporter malfunctions really do people like end up splice with flies or anything what like time picard Whoopi goldberg and ensign Rowe ended up as little kids whoa and Picard had to throw a temper tantrum so he could talk to Riker because the ship was overrun by Romulans. Did he have, like, no hair? No, he had hair. Oh, he had hair. He had ah. hair. 
<laughs> she was like a little kid. Silly. Yeah. There's one I can think of. I mean, there's like a bunch. They wouldn't use it that much. They were kind of afraid of it in um, the Enterprise series because it was just used for like cargo. Oh, yeah. That's why when... Um, That's why President Scream didn't want to use it. Yeah. Because then the guy like has like cross eyes or something. And to... <laughs> well, remember, even in Star Trek Beyond... Yeah, it's not... <laughs> In Star Trek Beyond, you know they were they were criticizing the transporter that was on that on that ship that they found crashed on the planet. Yeah, because it was the same style as the, yeah, the Enterprise series. Right. Yeah, look at that. Oh, I got some Trek knowledge. Oh, oh my. Boom. All right. Well, I think that does it for this week. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, short uh, and sweet. Looking for some fun, silly things to watch. Give them another watch yeah, if you haven't seen them in a chance. while. They're it's a good time. Good times. Yeah. So until next week, you can go to our website, prisondad.com. Oh, please follow us on Twitter. I have to do something about like getting more tweets. more Twitter followers on there. I got to do well, something we have about to tweet that. Tweet more. Yeah. Yeah. I really should do that too. Tweeting. Tag it up. Uh yeah. So. We're at Last Gum on Twitter, or if you go to our website, prisondad.com, you can, there's like a button that says like, follow us on Twitter. Yep. So, um, yeah, we have, you know, 60-some podcasts to listen to. We have free stories yeah, that don't do. require any sign-up or anything. You just read them. Character bios. So if uh-huh. you are reading one of our books and you're like, who the heck are they talking about ginger? You can pop on there Gingy. and read all about ginger pants. Uh, product descriptions. Product descriptions. Uh-huh. Yep. And merch, yeah. which nobody ever buys, but maybe someday. <laughs> you know, I never check. It could be some town in Russia where everybody is like prison dad t-shirts. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would like pay for plane tickets to see that. People. <laughs> oh, there's like well. a sm- Yeah, there's like a small Icelandic community where everybody like drinks made up hot mess. Hot mess cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> We're famous there. Yep. Just like the Hoff. And in sad news, one of the bookstores that gave us our first real shot, uh, the Moravian Bookstore in Bethlehem, is in danger of closing. So if you live yeah. in the Lehigh Valley area, stop in there and buy something. Yeah, just anything. I don't know. It's such a wonderful They sell bookstore. sorts of ornaments and trinkets. There's a cafe. Yeah, there's like there's, a little card shop. It's been there for like a hundred years. Yeah, it's a beautiful little store. I went in there all the time when I was a kid. I always buy something when I'm there. They just opened up a second location, too. Yeah. Like, within the last, like, couple of years. It's so hard for bookstores. And listen, I'm, like, a huge user of Amazon, so I understand that I'm probably part of the problem. But yeah. I do love bookstores, and there's so many... There's so... Hardly any bookstores left in the world at this point, and I'd hate to see this one go. You still need them. You know, people need places to go and talk to other writers and to look at the books and, and get recommendations from people that are, you know, well-read. And I know. I went to advice. a local bookstore by me to buy my kid a book. They didn't have it, so I went to Target and they had it. And then I was like, I'm standing there in the aisle buying this, you know, book from this corporate monster. And I'm like, Target's never going to have me do a book signing here. I know. And I would, the can't. first place I started was a bookstore that I had a book signing. Twice we went to that Harleysville yeah. bookstore. So anyway, if you happen to be in the Bethlehem area, Club. go check check out Moravian Bookstore and see if you can buy anything. And I think you can buy stuff online from there too, can't you? I think so. Or you can at least order it. So anyway, it's a wonderful place and I really, really hope it doesn't close. Not just for our sakes, but just for everybody in the Lehigh Valley area. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, may the Schwartz be, be with, with you! you.